It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is two blocks or so down from Napoleon Avenue, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every single day of the week and a brunch on the weekends during the happy hour, which is from 3 to 6 or 3 to 7, depending on who you talk to. Sometimes people tell me it's three hours, sometimes it's four. So either way, demand half-price drinks and half-price bar food for four hours and see how you get on. And if it's wrong, then charge it to Shane Mutter. He'll pay for it. <laughs> Shane is sitting across from me. Shane, how are you doing? I'm doing very N- well. Nice to see you here. You too. Shane is the, uh, what are you, the CEO and president? Yes. Se- or president and CEO, which comes first? Either way you want to put it. Mostly people say president and CEO for so. some reason. I don't know yeah, why don't that know. is. Because is it an order of importance? Is president first and then CEO? Or what comes first? Hannah, what do you think? Go alphabetical. CEO That would be president. CEO and president. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm going to look at your bio here. Oh, it says President and CEO of Door Furniture, which is spelled D-O-E-R-R. Correct. Furniture, which is a furniture sales company in New Orleans that's been here for 80 years. Correct? How many of you, those years have you been there? Uh, four. Four out of 80? Four. So that's been 76 years before you got there. Yeah, well, being in the family and uh, growing up in the family business, I really started in high school. So uh, I was 14, 15. Um, that so it was, would give me about 23 years okay. of working in and out of the family business. So at 14 or 15, that would be regarded as child labor, which that would, would be, be Ill- yeah. illegal, I assume. Right. right. But it was so long ago that, you They know. don't care about that. Right. It's like working down the mines. Right. Okay. And Hannah Krieger-Benson is here as well. Hello. Hi. Hello. Now, you're hyphenated. Yeah. Is that from marriage or birth? <laughs> nope. Uh, my parents did that to us. Your parents did that. So if you got married to someone called Benson, like Tom Benson's son, you'd be Hannah Krieger-Benson Benson. You know, that's never come up. Usually it's, what if you married someone else who was hyphenated? Oh, that's another good question. Yeah, just... Like who? Well, I've, I've, I know a lot of people with hyphenated last names. So, Do you? Yeah. Maybe it's more common in the North, which is where I'm from. But no, that's always been the question. Is so, what the hell are you going to do when you get married? And the answer so, is, I don't know. <laughs> so are you getting married anytime soon? Nope. Any plans for even anything like that? Do you have a dog? Um, I, I, don't have, I don't have a dog. Uh, are you interested in dating somebody with a dog? This may be a different show than I thought. Because mm-hmm. um, we just met these people have got a business called Dig, which is a dog people's Aww. dating app. Oh, I like that a lot. Isn't actually. that cool? Um, I, I don't have a dog anymore. I, I am recently dogless. Um, oh, what happened to your dog? He, um, the short version is when my old roommates uh, left my house, my dog had bonded with their dog very strongly. We decided it was actually better for them to take both dogs. No, so wow, you gave your dog away. I did, he, and he's much, much happier with, with two humans and his dog best friend. So That must have been pretty hard to do, though. It was, it was a decision that I made for the dog and not for myself. But then they moved directly across the street. So. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, I get well, it. you're like a really good person. Most people this would just... This has gone in a weird direction. I, already? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've only just got here. I know. That really makes um, you a specially good person, doesn't it? Wouldn't you think to do something for a dog over yourself? You know, well, thank but, you, but I mean, you know... The, I, if I'm going to have a dog, I don't want him to be miserable. Which I, you know, I'm a musician. I work weird hours. I work right. long hours. 
Um, but most dogs are not miserable. They're, they get, no, over, they get over it if you're no, gone. They, but happy he, when you come he home. bonded very, very strongly with this other dog who'd you know been in his life for about the year before that. And you know, wow. I couldn't. What's I couldn't, the dog's name? His name is Temo. T E M O. T. T E M O. Temo. Temo. Yep. Is it like tempo without the P? Exactly. And is that's, that ha- this is definitely his first time ever being mentioned on a podcast. Really? It's an important day. Yeah. Temo the dog. So after he was house trained, you could take the P out of tempo. <laughs> That's a good one, right? That's a good slogan right there. That anyway, you could go on this app. It's called Dig. And it's the dog people's dating app. I love the concept. Isn't it great? I love I the concept. I think so, too. Yeah, so, but apparently, if you're on a dating app and you have a photo of yourself with a dog on it, you're regarded as 24% more sexy. It's <laughs> a really good boost. <laughs> yeah. I've heard those same statistics about guitars, that like your sex goes up about 18% if you have a guitar. 18%. Wow. The extra 6% with a dog. That did that. Yeah. This is Thomas, our tech So guy. if you have a dog and a guitar, are you 42%? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I also heard if you're standing outside or if you're like hiking or something. Yeah, if you're looking so you active could take your athletic. dog and the guitar and just yeah. keep and adding outside. and adding to it. And now, now, do you get points taken away, though, if you have a dead fish? Because a lot of people on dating apps have pictures of them with dead holding fish that they've caught. Oh, you mean like proud of a dead oh, fish yeah. that they're... Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is... Which, That's you know, true. seems to be a selling point in some in some regard because a lot of people do it, so they clearly expect it to, you know... Right, in some cultures. But I I have personally found, you know... But for the right girl, maybe the dead fish is a... I'm, I'm not a, a dead fish kind of girl. It's a dead giveaway. And the other voice you're hearing is Sophie Lafayette. Hi, Sophie. Hi. It's good to see you again. Sophie, I'll tell back. you guys a little bit about Sophie. Sophie was uh, started off as a listener of ours. And then came on the show, which is not that totally unusual to happen. But in this case, Sophie was a listener in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. Yeah. Whoa. How about that? And that's <laughs> the how we met. Audience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're our only listener, I think, ever in Dar es Salaam, unless you knew someone else who listened to us. Uh, no, but I definitely told people about the show. Are I'm there not, people over there right now listening or I'm watching sure us on Facebook? I'm sure there's thousands of them. It's probably the, the top, <laughs> top podcast in The top podcast in Tanzania. In Tanzania. <laughs> and then, so then you moved to New Orleans from, from Dar es Salaam. Yeah, well, I've, I've moved around a lot um, for work and I work remotely. So I've been back and forth to New Orleans for a while. And I see this in your bio that Graham DePonte, our producer, gave me about you. It says... Sophie works with community and tech organizations to improve their communications and manage projects. Mm-hmm. That sounds like drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty... Like, uh, yeah, right. N- what is it? A, a broad description. But I work with... Because uh, I work on little projects and sort of they could be six months or a year and different things at different times. So whether it's uh, a small business or a, a non-profit, um, I just do different things. Like I might develop a website with them or work on their PR, do some project management. It's sort of, it's, it's like a jack-of-all-trades kind of job. So you don't have a real gig. You're not like a software engineer or no. a social media manager. No, that's, and it's... You're all of that. It's fun and it's interesting, but then it becomes really hard when people say, so what do you do? And you're just like, well... Well, what do you say? Things. What do you tell them? That's it it kind of depends on the person. Depends okay. how long I want to keep talking to the people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. You can totally make it up. It doesn't have to be true. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Because you've got so. an accent. You've got a wacky accent. Yeah, not many people can pick up on my accent because uh, it's, it's... It's really messed up. Yeah, and it gets more messed up the longer I spend here too. In New Orleans? Um, yeah, because I was, I was born in New Zealand, so I've got this New Zealand twinge, but I spent a lot of time in the UK and then I was also living for a while in Norway and then Tanzania and then now... Jesus. What part of New Zealand are you from? Uh, Auckland. From Auckland? Yeah. Okay. So 
the suburbs of Auckland. What suburb? Uh, well, it was South Auckland. South so, Auckland? Yeah. South Auckland has gone ahead now. <laughs> I hear it's improved since it's I It has. You can't even get a house at South yeah. Auckland. South Auckland yeah. yeah. That well, used to be like... Seems nice. That used to be like the Slidell of, yeah. of New Orleans <laughs> where nobody wanted to live, Aww. basically. Yeah. Nothing against Slidell. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. It took a long time to get anywhere, too. And right. To, yeah. Now there's motorways. There's a whole highway. That's what I hear. Cars, Bombay internet, hills. all kinds of things. Yeah, they've got everything <laughs> going on. I just was over there. It's amazing. When was the last time you were in New Zealand? Uh, I haven't been back since I moved, so, like... How long ago? The early 90s. Honestly, so. I, I know people will probably tell you this, but you wouldn't recognise it. Auckland is completely yeah. Ruin, yeah. ruined. Totally. <laughs> Have you been to Destin? No. Since you've been here? No. You guys ever go to Destin? I've been. Oh, yeah. You know how Destin was ruined? Mm-hmm. That's what they've done to Auckland. Oh, right. It's just overbuilt too many people. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a brother who lives in Nelson, so that's at the top of the South Island. And that's, that's he loves beautiful. it there because that's where, like, when you tell people you're from New Zealand, they think, like, oh, Lord of the Rings, hills, beautiful. And I'm like, Auckland's not really like that. But, <laughs> but Nelson but is Nelson gorgeous. Is, so and that's your brother? Yeah. He's, so he's still there. fishing and, well, yeah. Shane's just been fishing today. Sure. Yeah. Early this morning. Nice. Yeah. We're did you bring us any fish, by the way? I didn't. You know, <laughs> they were still... Still cleaning them up. up. Maybe yeah. he knew that you were like... I took oh, a I dead fish, fish yeah. <laughs> photograph early this morning. But that, that is... I that knew is true. we were coming together. I, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't mind pictures of people showing off the fish that they've caught. It's just when that is used as a selling point for dating. Yeah, that's I, not going to work. I find that a when little bit... When that's the first thing you want to tell people is dead fish. Well, it's a, sort of, I guess it's a good filter. But I'm also, I'm, now I was trying to remember how we got, oh, it's because my, my last name was hyphenated in the question of whether or not I'm married. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Is that Sorry, how I'm, I'm just trying it? to recap Have where you, we've already what been. What dating app were you on? Were you on Match.com? I've never Because I know a lot about that, too. been on Match. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, how do I pivot? How do I pivot away from this conversation? Um, <laughs> I have I have dabbled in in a couple different ones. Um, you know what I discovered? I learned this is all from Out to Lunch. I found out all this by listening to Out to Lunch. Match.com is owned by a company called the Match Group, that owns like forty-eight dating sites. So they own basically, like the, I guess it's the Amazon.com of dating. So if you're on a dating site, it's probably owned by Match.com. Not that it makes any like difference. Like farmers, datingfarmers.com. Or, is that one or uh, J Date? Christian, Christian Mingle. There, there I mean, there's Mingle. lots of different. Yeah. I wonder if they run J Date, which is a Jewish dating thing, and Christian Mingle. Got I mean, to. Why not? Probably. Probably. The same, probably the same person is running both those because sure. it's the same deal. Like, the it's the same God, after all, isn't it? Right. <laughs> or isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or do we not just, know that? No, it is. It's just you know the Judaism just doesn't have the other two parts of the Holy Trinity. That's all. What's it got? Just God only. Just God. And what's? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Well, Holy Spirit's only in Catholicism, oh, that's isn't it? I'm, I'm Jewish, so don't, Jewish, don't ask, so you don't don't ask me about the, the Christianity side So if you have, you grown up in any religion at all? Catholicism. Oh, you're a Catholic. Okay, yeah. so what so is the Holy Spirit? Then? What, what's the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think have I've, five I've blanked, seconds to blanked that, most of that out. You don't remember? <laughs> Shane, did you grow up Catholic here? Catholic. And... What, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit uh, is from within, and it's... Uh, ah, okay. It's like a Buddhist thing. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm not a good Catholic, never so I don't need good, to be like... Yeah. Not, very, not very good explanation. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard it's a, a good... It's short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Holy Spirit is in all of us. Right. It's usually okay. shown as like a fire or something kind of thing, a little flame. So we all have that even if we're not Catholic. Yeah. Apparently. So you have it as well. Apparently Like so. it or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, according to Catholics. According to Catholics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but okay. what's that amount to? How do we get on to that? <laughs> Talking J- about different, oh, the same different God, J date versus Christian mingle. <laughs> Have you ever been on any of those ones? On J date? Do you care if you date a Jewish guy? I don't know who would give a shit about that really anymore. Um, some people mm. care very much Neo-Nazis? about that. Neo Nazis? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that would be. A, <laughs> they wouldn't be. That would be. Bad, I'm sorry. That would be a sort of a filter as well. Yeah, no. Um, Which ones have you been on? OK Cupid? I have been on that one. I have been on Any Bumble. Good? I have been on J-Date. Bumble? I haven't ever heard about that one. What's that all about? So Bumble... It's a it's, weird name. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a silly name. Um, the concept with Bumble is that the people that you match with, you've got to message them quickly or else the match goes away. So it's kind of just wow. getting rid of the kind of like just... Isn't that the one where the women have and women to, have to have, yeah. Well, women have to write the very first message. Yeah. And after oh, that it's, it's women instigated. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, yeah, that's an interesting idea. So, yeah. So, I've, I've spent some time on a number of them. I'm not really... Uh, Did you meet anybody interesting? Um, I've met a number of, of people who've been part of my life for you know, different amounts of time. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. No, there's, yeah. there's some good people out there. Um, huh. Okay. Shane, you're not dating anyone. You're married with kids. That's right. It yep. doesn't mean you couldn't use one of those right. dating sites, but you must. <laughs> Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. There you go. Yeah. Whatever happened to all that? I forgot. I about have it. no idea. But Jeez, there that was, was a big uh, deal for a while. That was a big sting. Yeah. There were uh, there were lists produced, and then people put it on social media so, saying, yeah. "Oh, I found so somebody funny. in the neighborhood," and yeah, it's, it's, it was really ugly. Everybody knew somebody who was on it. I was just thanking God. That yeah, that wasn't on you the didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. I made some well, I mean, pretty stupid mistakes, you know, but it was, not that. It was tr- people who were on there were on there by choice. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. That was ugly, though. What happened to the people who owned that website? I wonder. They're still running it. It's still yeah, going. They, they had like a rebrand. Probably still. Ma- still it's probably fine. the Match.com people. They have that. Yeah. <laughs> they probably own that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Ashley Madison 2.0 or something? I don't know. I'm not on there, so. The, see, this the is the where reboot. we need C-Rock. Well, C-Rock is not here today. And by the way, I have meant to tell you, Andrew Duhon is not here today, if you hadn't noticed that, because he's in Texas. But if you're listening to this and you've never even heard of Andrew Duhon, do yourself a favor and get on Spotify or anywhere else you steal music mm-hmm. and look for Andrew Duhon. It's D-U-H-O-N. And check out his new record called False River. Have you heard it, Hannah? Uh, I've not heard the New River, but I know Andrew. Um, I don't know him super well, but he's a fabulous musician and a he lovely is. person. I'm sorry he's not here. I know. Well, he's in Texas playing music. But this new record called False River is mm-hmm. exceptional. Even though we know him and love him as a person, this is an amazing record that's hard to believe how good it is, for real. I'm not just saying that because he's paying me, although he is. But, but it's totally worth checking out. It's called False River. So go to Spotify or wherever you steal music and take a listen to Andrew Duhon's False River album. Hey, um, and you're in a band as well, Hannah. Uh, you're in a band called Noel. Well, you're in a lot of... You've got the most wacky bio of anyone I've ever seen. You. It's amazing. And the stuff you do. Where should we start off with? Uh, Pat well, O'Brien's? Sure. That, that's a place, yeah. That's amazing that you're a, the, one of the piano players. I am one of the, one of the piano, piano players, players at Pat, at Pat O'Brien's. Yep, wow. it's true. There are nine of us. We are, we are real people, which I think it's sometimes there's, sort of forgotten in the, a, in the mythology around that place. There's like a roster of nine pianists. There's nine of us, yep, because it's, it's usually four number. people. Well, it's usually four people working a night. If you count it up, it's about 36 shifts a week, so that comes out to people working about four days a week, which is what I do. Um, what, what shift do you do? So I do Sunday afternoons and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Wow. Um, what time at night? So I work 7 to 2, but it's hour on, hour off. Really? I love it. I really do. Sunday afternoon was probably it's probably nice. Yeah, Sunday afternoon afternoon can be very, very chill, very fun. Yeah. So you work seven p.m. till two a.m. Yep. 
and then you work for an hour, you play the piano, there's two people playing the piano. If you've never been to Pat O'Brien's and you listen to this, it's so you have two grand pianos facing each other. They're covered and in they, copper for, right, no, for right. no apparent reason. But yes. It's like the Moscow Mule type it is. deal. It, and they call it dueling pianos, but you're not Cheers. actually dueling. <laughs> Correct. They're, they, as far as I know, they pianos. invented the dueling piano format back in the 30s or 40s. They, it is known to be the first sort of dueling piano bar, but they don't do the sort of the dueling piano shtick that has become prevalent in a lot of the places around the world. Um, what is that exactly? Meaning, like, people, you know, the piano players sort of interrupting each other's songs. Like, uh. you have somebody, if audience members give them more money or, you know, sort of battling back and forth with different things. We're much more sort of uh, D-U-A-L, I guess. Du- dual. Dual, dual yeah. pianos. Ah, very good. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you and I are working together, then you play two songs. I play two songs back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While you're playing, I'm playing underneath you to make the sound more full and also looking up my next two songs on my computer. <laughs> so, are you singing as well? Uh, I might be singing a little bit of backup under you, but yeah, when it's my turn, I, I yeah. sing the songs. Yeah. Right. So, so you're the, you you sing and play the piano. Correct. And sometimes there's a, ba- a whole band there as well. Nope. Some, there's never some a band. Dueling, some piano bars have that. We do not. Um, it's just the two of you. Two of us, and then we take a break after an hour, and two other piano players come up. So there's four piano players on a on an average night. Okay, so on a regular Monday night, mm-hmm. you're on Bourbon Street for an hour at Pat O'Brien's with nothing to do for an hour. What do you do? Well. Um, Break apartment. Three of us rent a little tiny apartment in the quarter, and we split it. And that is entirely worth it to have a place to go to just be cook dinner, eat dinner, watch TV, eat more food, eat ice cream. Have some peace and quiet. Stare at the wall. Yeah. So you go home for an hour, and then you go back to Mm Paddock's. And so it's like around the corner. Nobody lives there. You know, it's just it's it's just just a hang. It's tiny, tiny, tiny. So it's like an opium den type. Exactly like that. Yeah. Situation. What's what's the opium? deal there. So you guys, are you allowed to drink on the jobs? Everyone else is drunk except you, I'm assuming. Well, uh, piano, Pato's piano players are not supposed to drink in Pato's. Right, um, right. but the whole, everyone else is drunk except the piano player. Correct. Um, and what we do on our, our break hours is very much, our, you know, it's our own time. Um, and obviously it's the kind of job where you need to uh, be on your game. You know, you're, you're sort yeah, of you charge of a room. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be too fucked up there at Pato's no. the piano. No, you would not. Um, I've people. heard stories about back in the day that that was sometimes a problem you know, 50 years ago. But, no, in general, I work with a lot of people who are How long have they had those dueling pianos there? Since the 40s, I think. Oh, wow. When did door furniture start? 1938. So about the same time. But yeah. Pato's opened in 1933. It did? Mm-hmm. It yeah. o- it, and I know this is, a, you know, an auditory format, so you can't see me, but I'm making air quotes. It opened the day after Prohibition ended. Oh. Wow. As in, like, all so of a sudden, was, they're like, hey, look what we've hey, all we Hey, we happen to have a whole bar <laughs> just sitting here bar, in multiples. Yeah. Yeah. Which I only know because their 80th anniversary, you know, it was sort of on my mental calendar because I think I was, like, working an extra shift that day or something. But And the day before was the 80th anniversary of the end of Prohibition. And I was like, wait a minute. Hello. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's that was really interesting. Quick. There was something to do with uh, Pat back in the day. And I don't know if you all know this, but um, he had a house that he built in the 60s or 70s up in uh, north of Covington off of Lee Road. Uh-huh. And uh, when we moved up there in the early 80s, uh, one of my first close friends was his granddaughter, Kara Jenkins. Okay. And um, huh. it was weird, but I didn't know that until I got to be a high schooler. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I was friends with Pat O'Brien's granddaughter. But and we went to school together. She went to, uh, we went to Lee Road, and then St. Peter's, and then so I went to St. Paul's, and she went to St. Scholastica. I don't, I don't know all of the, I mean, Pato's history is, is, oh, yeah, it's wild. is a lot, but the current owner is Shelley Wagisback, who I believe is the granddaughter of 
I guess maybe the other the other original owner. Her grandfather may have been because there was two. Owners. And there were the there was the uh, the Oshner family that bought Pato's. Right, when that's he Shelley's. was dying, actually, mm. he was that's Shelley's family. Her married name was Ragsback, but her maiden name is Austin. Oh, okay, 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 so, okay. Yeah. okay. So that's she's right. from that family. Yeah, so yeah when, somebody, somebody should write a book about that place. He, um, you could write it. You've got spare yeah, you've time. Got you've got an ends. hour off every hour. True. What, what am I doing with my with my time? You could take your laptop up to your little hangout there. I sometimes do. What, um, what street is it on? Your little hangout. It's on Dauphine, so it's just around the corner. Wow. You do have to cross Bourbon Street eight, eight times a night, and uh, you know you kind of just get used to that. And Where do you live normally when you're not? Mid-city. Mid-city. So yep. you go in there for the night, mm-hmm. and you don't sleep there, though. At 2 o'clock, you go home. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll sleep there if I need to be in the quarter early for some particular reason, but it's pretty rare. How long have you been doing this lifestyle? Five years last month. How did you get this job? Did you have to audition for it? Yes and no. I mean, yes, I did. But it was uh, a friend of mine named Amy Trail, who's a fabulous musician, um, also a great songwriter. She's uh, she's played there for I guess fourteen years, I think. I know since since before the storm, um, since she was quite young, like her in her early twenties. Anyway, she and I were in a band together, and she knew that one of the older piano players was going to retire because you know they don't hire that often. It's only right. when someone is is ending their career, and so she sort of nudged me. So people don't quit. No, I mean people are in there for life. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes people will just stay for a little bit, but... It's like the Supreme Court. Supreme There's Court nine status. Of you. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> nine of you, and nobody... Oh, I never thought about that. You are. Do they don't fire anyone? Oh, I mean, occasionally, but, you know, it, it's a very, very solid job compared to a lot of jobs in music. You know, we get benefits. Oh, yeah. which oh, is wow. Wow. Who and is so, Clarence right. Thomas of the Pat O'Brien's Who is the Clarence Thomas? What a <laughs> fabulous and bizarre question. Um, That's Thomas himself. All right. Yeah, no, so uh, people will stay in that job for decades and decades, and, you know... Are you the youngest hire? I am the youngest. I'm not the most recent, although I am the youngest. Um, There are two who've been there a little bit less than me. Um, One of them, there's a woman who only stayed for about a year, so we hired somebody and then rehired a year later. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Pato, because people stay forever, you know, five years, I'm still considered very much a new... Right. And what sort of music are you playing? Are you playing the same old, like... We will play any song ever. And again, that is in quotes. Do you have to be able to play What's anything by ear? What's the most overrated ear? song that you have to play regularly? Like, what are you sick of playing at this point? Gotta be Elton oh, John. Let's, let's have a vote. Let's see who we can guess. I'm going with Elton John. Elton John? We do play, I mean, Elton John songs, you know, multiple times an hour, for sure. Multiple times an, an hour. hour. I would oh, imagine dear, Piano dear. Man by Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, Piano Man, we, that's we a good We won't play guess. anything more than once an hour. So, like, Piano Man, you know, we might do it once an hour, but it won't be more than that. Uh, you know, if somebody brings it up, we're like, oh, we just did this. You gotta, you gotta wait. Um, a phenomenon that I did not expect when I started there is um, muscle memory and the fact that certain songs become so familiar that I tune out completely and I'm singing oh, wow. to a room full of people while I'm like making a grocery list or like having an argument in my head with somebody. It's so weird. That's fantastic. It's so weird. So I think that also kind of keeps me from hating certain songs because I'm just not mm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Caroline can get annoying because people get rowdy and they mm. yell and they want to stand on the chairs and you have to tell them not to. <laughs> You have to, you're in charge of that. There's not a security person who tells... No, if somebody needs to get thrown out, the management will deal with that, but we're the ones who sort of keep an eye on it. Oh, wow. So, so Sweet Caroline is one of the songs you hate and you don't even just play without thinking. I don't, I don't necessarily Neil, hate it, that's but Neil I... Diamond? Yeah, um, I, I don't necessarily hate it, but it can... There's times when it can be... It can get a little old. Um, I don't really hate that much. But are you supposed to be able to play anything if someone yells out one of those... Ah, there's no yelling. There's writing on napkins. That's that's. That's how they do it? Yep. You, you gotta... write it on a napkin and you bring it over to the piano. Have you been there, Sophie? Yeah, I've been there. Not when there's the piano, but I don't remember oh. the piano. Pato's, I mean, Pato's is the whole inside of that block. Yeah, so there's yeah. the courtyard, there's the main bar, I mean, there's you know, the whole restaurant yeah. and the Shane, piano bars do, on the side. you ever go down Bourbon Street? 
Not very often. <laughs> Only when I have somebody in town that's... Yeah, um, right. You know, actually, last week uh, was the first time in a while. Who was here? Um, I had a manufacturer in town, and uh, we went out, and... Um, what do people yeah. think in the furniture business when they come here? They think that's crazy, or you know, what's funny is I gauge somebody's real interest in New Orleans by whether or not they say, "Oh, can we go to Bourbon Street or can we go to Frenchman Street?" Ah. Because Frenchman Street apparently is taking off outside right. of you know these boundaries, and um, so you have to go there as well. Yeah, so and that tells you immediately. And that's in my backyard. I mean, that's the back of our store is ah, Frenchman Street. Yeah. So I'm so used to being there all the time and kind of watched as things have kind of... Well, it sure has changed. Yeah. Frenchman Street is like South Auckland now. Yeah, it's gotten <laughs> Nobody pretty Nobody used to be down there. It's totally, it's kind yeah. of like Bourbon Street yeah. now, in a way. I'll tell you what, it's helped my friend's business. Uh, Ed owns Electric Ladyland, the tattoo place. Oh, it's nice. picked up. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, There's a lot of walking. He's doing great. So I'm really happy for him. But Have I mean, it's just it's changed something. No, I don't. No. He's not going to give you, he'd give you a free one. Oh, he, I don't, you know, well, he'd give me his cost, right. right? What would you get tattooed if you're going to get one? It would have to do something with my, either my wife or my kids, my family, something. It would have something to, okay. uh, some involvement with them. Yeah. Like a, I don't know. Wreath with their faces on. I've never on. really thought about it. <laughs> this is the time to do it. No. Right, right have now. a couple of drinks and we'll go down right to... Now. Right now? We'll go down to Electric Lady Lane. <laughs> we'll all get tattoos. Do you have any tattoos, Sophie? I do. I have one tattoo. I don't see any. They're not, it's not visible. Where is no, it? No, it's, it's on my chest. It's on your chest? What does it say? Uh, well, it's in Farsi, but it translates to uh, yeah. this too shall pass. Wow. This too shall pass in Farsi. What is that? It's a language, I assume. Yeah, it's Persian from Iran. Do you it was speak a that? No, I don't, but I didn't want to get How anything. How do you know that's what it says? Because I've asked many Iranian friends. So They've I, seen your chest? Hopefully they're like, a, yeah, just, just under there. How do Rips. these Iranians get to see your chest? Well, they saw this script before it was on my chest. I, oh, I, I checked, it checked it before it, Good it was thinking. tattooed Good on. Thinking. So you wouldn't do it, you I didn't do it, it one drunken night in Tehran or something? No, no. It was, I, I kind of always wanted to get a tattoo, but I didn't want to get something that was just like for the sake of it. Right. And right. again, I didn't want to get it somewhere where you would see it and look kind of, you know, I wanted to be able to be a bit more flexible. So, so it's I, just for you? Yeah, it's just for me. And it's I, like lingerie. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Similar, right? Do you have any tattoos at Helen? I do not. Hannah? I mean, Helen, where'd that come from? People, you don't have people any? often call me Helen or Heather. I, I, don't, I don't quite know why, but anyways. Really? Do yeah. they? Mm-hmm. I wonder um, why that is. My hand is perhaps a bit more unusual than that. I guess. And Helen, um, Helen and Heather are more common. Um, I have no tattoos. Um, I have thought for years that if and when I leave New Orleans, I would consider getting something that sort of references my time here, because this is the only place I've lived as an adult. Uh-huh. I moved here when I was 22. You moved here from, after you graduated from school? Yeah. You came straight here and you haven't left. Correct. Well, I moved here no for a leave, year really. in 2007, so whoops. Um, but yeah. there's no reason to leave here. Well, what? I mean, there's any number of reasons to leave, but so what far the reasons... Um, Where could you go that's any different and better? I mean, not different. Well, I mean, any, you know, anything from um, a job or, or grad school or just you know, sort of feeling the vibe of a different place. But so far for me, the reasons to stay about weighed the reasons to go, so I'm still here. Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to go back to grad school, would you? No, I have an unfinished master's from Tulane, and one unfinished master's is enough for me. <laughs> That's right. Why, could you finish that at Tulane? Um, I, I could conceivably finish it, but I have no interest in it. It sort of... You have an hour every night to study. You have a lot of plans for my off hours mm-hmm. at night. You could write a that book. I'm writing a book and a thesis. <laughs> and, and dating. And dating. And dating. <laughs> well, you, know, you can must meet a lot of people, though, at Paddo's, don't you? I meet all sorts of people. Yeah. Do you actually, can you have a real conversation with someone there? Have you met anyone interesting who you've ever seen again? 
I mean, there are people who are regulars who come back, you know, a couple times a year for work or something, or, they, or right. they'll come back and say, oh, you know, we were here two years ago, and I'll, I'll you know, sometimes be able to, to call them to memory, and, you know, it's, it's always nice to see people if they come you back. You can actually remember people. I have a good memory for names and faces, which has come in handy in many uh, contexts, but also in this job. That is handy. Okay. Although my, my memory for names and faces is getting worse, I suspect, because my brain is crammed full of pop songs. And things or at least you can tune them out, some of them now. Make room for more. Trying to. <laughs> Do you have to know the lyrics to these songs, or are they on your... Uh, internet, computer. So you're just right in front of you? Yeah. Well, thank yeah. God for that. Do you have to sing Don't Stop Believing all the time? <laughs> oh, Don't God. Stop Believing. How does oh. that? My, hat, my hat goes off to you for that one, for oh, sure. What about Lady in Red? Is that popular? No, that one comes up probably every couple months. That's all? Yeah. That's not so bad. So any, to... any Randy Newman songs? Hey, look. Every now and then. Um, I mean, that's one that, you know, I sort of wish people would ask for more of those. They're yeah. great. So, um, yeah, we have a couple different songs by him that come up, you know, again, every month. Louisiana and Louisiana, typical. short people. Um, right. Think about it. So, yeah. Shane, you played music when you were in high school. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have it right here. First grade, me. second grade, piano, third grade. Piano, saxophone, and guitar. Yeah. Aww. You know, when I stopped playing is when I met my, um, my wife in, uh, in high school. And I just kind of gave it up. Cause you met your wife. She wasn't your wife then, but you started yeah, dating in high started school. Started dating in high school. So you replaced music with... Yeah, with uh, well, something, something for me more brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Conversation. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what high school was this? Uh, well, I went to St. Paul's in Covington, and she went to St. Scholastic right down the street. So... Um, God, that's amazing. We, we, were, that story, we met when we were 14, but we started dating when we were 15. Wow. And then, um, yeah, the, the, music, you, the music went away. Uh, the sports went away. I was, well, because the only reason you play music is so you can actually, you know, get some good-looking girl to look at you. Maybe that's it. So you didn't need that <laughs> after you were 15. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. give up the guitar immediately. Yeah. So you stayed married that whole time. Have you been dating all that time, or did you take a break and go to college and date other well, We people? went to college together. We got married. Um, wow. Actually, we, we, started, we started on a November 9th dating, and then every year after that, for some reason, we started going to the Palace Cafe. My parents took us there for our one-year anniversary in high school. And every year on the November 9th date, we go back to the Palace Cafe. Has that gone off, or is it still and, uh, Yeah, it, it had to go off, because eventually <laughs> Katrina came and, and wiped that out. But um, I proposed to her there, upstairs wow. in the window, on November 9th on a Friday night. Wow. And then a year later, we actually missed our date there because we were getting married on a Saturday night that same night. Oh, my goodness. So, and then, uh, you know, Katrina came, and then things changed that year because it was, it was November's right after Katrina. Right, we weren't here, I don't think. Really. So, uh, you know, we took off that year and, and then the year after that as well, but then we picked it back up again. So. And so what's it like? Because I used to go to Palace Cafe. It was a place I would take people when they came here. Yeah, yeah. Because it was casual, and yet it's like down on the edge of the quarter and... Yeah, no, no. no Stop going there. Is it still good? Or oh, what? it's still very good. Still it, very it, good you huh? know, right after the, right after Hurricane Katrina, it did it did change a little bit, um, just because it was hard to find, I guess, people that were, um, uh, just the whole industry changed. Right. It was hard to find people. Well, talking of change, people say that if you stay with somebody like this for a long time, that they grow, that you grow apart, that you change and that she changes. You Have do you, change. Oh, yeah. Have, what, have you noticed? Like waves. Every five years, right. things change. They do. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's hard you, to keep things together. But, how um, do you deal with that? You, you prioritize what's more important. You see, well, you see uh, other people in your life that go through those changes and then split apart. And then the after effects of that. But um, it would be very handy for everyone listening and us here at the table if you could tell us how do you actually get through that 
five-year cycle, that bad part, and stay together. You forgive. That's what it is, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you forgive. If you get in a fight and, you know, usually you're in the heat of the moment or there's some alcohol involved, <laughs> um, yelling and screaming and anything else, but uh, you, know, you wake up the next morning and if you're still mad, you need to talk about it. And if you're not, then you need to still talk about it, but then apologize or do what you need to do to really rectify and make it right. But you're going to get in so many fights, so many arguments, so many... I don't know, situations that come through uh, the years that uh, if you look back on them, they're really all so small mm. and um, big picture. You have to just think big picture. And do you really love that person? Do you really love that person? Well, that's a good be? question. You know, so you got to look deep down inside. But for me and for my wife, that is that way. So it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. And I Sophie, what's your situation? Are you dating anybody? Are you single uh, or what? I am dating someone. Somebody here in New someone Orleans? Someone here in New Orleans. Well, that yeah. makes it a lot easier. <laughs> it does. Did you just meet them or were they too. here the whole time you've been in Scotland? Uh, I met them pretty soon after I came here for the first time, actually. And we've been together, kind of, we've been together pretty much for two years. So. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because you've been gone for a year of that. Yeah. There was a little that break will, in there. That but, works out you know. great. Yeah. So. <laughs> what were you doing in Scotland, actually? Uh, well, I was... Uh, my family's up in Scotland, so I've uh -huh. seen them. Um, it was a good place. A lot of my stuff is still in Scotland. Because the problem with moving around and being remotely is, like, you don't really have one house somewhere. So, picked up stuff. Yeah, so family. And, again, I can work anywhere, so I was just kind what of you, based What there are you working on now? Uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm working on some uh, data projects. Um, trying to get like uh, public local government data to here make, uh, not here um, but I've been doing I've been doing that kind of stuff for a while um, so it's with like uh, an NGO that I'm doing it with right but yeah. not nothing to do with New Orleans at all no I mean I've I'm interested in what's going on in New Orleans and I've been kind of like I'm talking sure there's to people, a lot like, of people uh, interested in local government data here if you could <laughs> get your hands on it would be fascinating well they, they do have some stuff like they have an <laughs> open data portal and stuff but it's like actually making that data useful to people or people knowing about it and the, they, the police data is kind of more and more getting accessible to people That's interesting. Where, where is your project based where is your project based currently um i'm working with uh, people in the uk at the moment cool so, yeah very cool do you get paid so, a lot of money not really not really <laughs> it depends like some projects will pay a lot but usually not very much it's not one of these like 85 dollars no. an hour 100 dollars no, an hour no, type because no. it's the thing it kind of sounds like i'm a consultant yeah. but it's not like consultant pay. i thought you might be wealthy on no. top of everything unfortunately not and right. oft often uh, the projects because they're sort of funding base they're like often delayed because they're waiting on money right, to right. come in or something so but that's not, always fun but like, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to start we'll up as soon as we when get we the get money paid, yeah, yeah right kind of thing. Yeah, but so. you're not writing grants. You don't have to apply for money. No, I don't do anything like that. Thank goodness for so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your background exactly in? Uh, well, when I first went to Tanzania, I was working in the publishing industry. Um, so I've done a lot of, like, editing and writing. So it's, kind of, it's, again, kind of a communications type thing, which is, like, when I was in Tanzania, that's when I sort of transitioned to doing all these, like, different projects. Because there it's a place where there's so many different things to work on and, just not a enough weird, people to just like... a weird sentence to say when I went to Tanzania. Why, why did you go to Tanzania? <laughs> uh, well, I'd been there... I went there with a, a guy who was from there, but I'd been there uh -huh. a couple of times before, That's what too. did it. 
And I did my uh, master's research there as well. So I, I had a couple of reasons. It wasn't just a guy. Did you, fin- <laughs> did you finish your master's? Yes, I did. And that's an inspiration for you right there, Hannah. So, but it, it was in the UK, so they make you what? do it in a year. So really? Like, yeah. What's they, the they subject? Like uh, it's... It, that technically, it's diplomacy, but I did it on uh, women's human rights. Women's human rights? In Tanzania, yeah. In Tanzania? Yeah. Do you guys know anything about Tanzania? Not nearly enough. <laughs> Do you know the anything, thing, Shane? I don't know. The only thing I know is one of my close friends from high school went into the Marines, and he was there for several years. Yeah, but the Mar- that was they have a good it. Marine base there. They have good yeah. parties. some interesting stuff, people yeah. over there on the North Shore. Yeah, oh yeah. Meet the love of your life at 15. You yeah. meet the person who was granddaughter of Pat O'Brien's, yeah. and now a guy who went to Tanzania in the Marines. And yeah. We've only been here a half hour. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> been here for several Who, el- <laughs> Who else is over there on the North Shore? You don't think of the North Shore very much if you're living in New Orleans. Uh, well, sort of, it's sort of like across some one distant... Of the, one, of the, one of the guys that I was with this morning, um, you know, we just had a conversation and, you know, who do you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm friends with so-and-so. And next thing you know, uh, he says, oh, well, I'm, I'm really close with um, the people that started Blunt Rap. And, uh, Blunt rap. Yeah. I know of this. Yes. I know yeah. people who know them. Yes. I know and that so, guy too. Um, and so they're the they're Sinclair all in boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So Cut. I live I live three blocks away from one of the Sinclairs that runs one of the restaurants and uh, okay. Danny. On the lakefront. Cayman. Cayman. Okay. And his brother Danny. Yeah. And then there's Lisa. Yes. And then there's Mr. Claymont. And so okay. they're, uh, they're all like... So uh, they're still going. I haven't seen those guys in years. No, they're still going strong, yeah. And they're still yeah. making blunt rap. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the deal Cigars was... And it was Danny's knows. original idea, I think, wasn't That's it? That's right. Yeah. He went down to Mexico right. and bought, bought cigar wrapping paper, whatever that's called. What is that? Leaves, I guess. It's yeah. tobacco. tobacco. Yeah. Cigar, mm-hmm. Tobacco leaves? Mm, yeah. And then brought them back here as, as tubes that you could shove pot into. That's right. And that seemed like a, like a crazy idea at the time to me. Wouldn't you think? And if someone told you they were going to do that? Maybe now that in Colorado and Washington and so on, yeah, it's I mean, legal. We've yeah. evolved so much now. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it, has, it has context now. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, this was like 20 years ago. Right. And they've made a business out of that whole thing. A very good business, yeah. Some people are visionaries. Isn't that crazy? So it's, an, it's a hollow cigar tube That's right. that you're supposed to shove. But it's, at the time, even, I thought, I, can't, I don't even have that much pot just to make, like, even <laughs> one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's a lot of pot you have to shove in there. Yeah, yeah. No, but There's apparently plenty of people around here, enough for these guys to make a living and a real business out of it right. for all these years. All over. Maybe we need to get them on the show here. Oh, yeah. Or came and talk about all of his. Uh, he's he's yeah. he's heavily involved now with all the uh, the movie industry and catering, and um, you see his trucks out on the road all the time. Well, he had that awesome. He's a really great caterer. Actually. Oh yeah, and he had that great restaurant on the North Shore. What was that? The Lake House. The Lake House. It's on. It's he's currently really. I've been in to a couple of play, weddings and stuff that he's catered. Yeah. really good. Yeah. What's the name of his company? Uh, I don't know the name or the, if it's a right. holding company, but I know it's the Lake House. It's right on the lake. He front. still has that restaurant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. they just cater out of that restaurant. I thought he had a yeah. private catering thing. Hey, listen, I just have to stop for a moment and mention a couple of people, including Basics Swim and Gym, where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Do anybody here do yoga? Occasionally. Hannah, you do? Occasionally. You do it in the hour off? As long as well as writing no, your book, I'm too doing, busy your, writing doing your thesis and dating? <laughs> Sophie, are you a yoga person? Not really. Not really? No, I'm more of a high-energy Working out person. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that yoga is a I bit get more. too bored doing yoga. Yeah. But I go 
could wear some yoga pants. What do you do? Uh, I do uh, I do something called body combat, which is like Jeez. combining like cool. aerobics with like martial arts. <laughs> Everybody leans right back. Body uh, but it's, it's like leaning towards it's, it. it's everyone's awesome. doing it like individually, so there's no like hands on, but it's like super high energy and uh, it's fun. See it's if you can do that accent. Super high energy. Super high energy. Super high energy. Can you I, do I that? Can't, super I, high I energy. Pretty good. Can you do it? I have a yeah. really good ear for accents and dialects, this, you know, because I'm okay. very auditory, but I cannot capture Sophie's accent. <laughs> it's it really all over the place, isn't it? fabulously I try varied. and tone the New Zealand accent down. Do you? Yeah. Oh, let it, Why? Let it fly. No, yeah. well, this is That's when I was a child, it was, it was a lot more, like, over the top and Kiwi, more mate. Kiwi, yeah. yeah. It was not great. I didn't think my mom you didn't like it that, that much. <laughs> now it's very in to have a Kiwi accent in New Zealand. It used to be yeah. really out. Now it's like... No, it's the trendy thing. Yeah, now yeah. everybody wants to sound like real <laughs> Kiwi. Do you ever listen to the radio in New Zealand still, like from here? On no, I don't, I don't follow a ton of stuff in New Zealand. No, it's pretty honest. interesting. But I probably should, from the sounds of it, I should check in. You definitely should, and everyone's <laughs> accent has gone super Kiwi now. Yeah. So you can, you'll be back in again. So you can't do her accent at all, Hannah? I mean, I could try, Give but it a I, shot. I'm loving <laughs> try, the subtleties Try of reading it. Basic Swim and Gym in, Bi- basic. in Sophie's basic. accent. Yeah, okay, give basic. it a go. Do basic the whole thing. Basic Swim and Gym. No, that sounds pretty good. Not thank bad. you. Kev, do you do the whole thing, though? We need a whole paragraph. Oh, no, um, really I'm going to say oh. no, but thank you for asking. <laughs> you couldn't pull that off that's the whole paragraph? That's the right answer, by the way. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, well, I'll do it. Well, why don't you do it, Sophie, in your own accent? In my own accent? Yeah. Own accent. Do that do basic swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, basic swim and gym. A full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Bikinis, one-piece, cover-ups, and... Everything you need for beach and poolside is at Basic Swim and Gym, right next to the lingerie store, Basics Underneath on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Okay, that's pretty good. Excellent. Shane, you want to do one? Yeah, sure. I think that was okay. a pretty good interpretation of her accent. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I got it pretty authentic? Awesome. nailed it, actually. Okay, Shane, what sort of accent can you do? I really can't do too many accents. You just have to do it straight. Yeah, can I just straight You do it straight. Okay, do Hangover Destroyer. By Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website, H-D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-E-R.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. Very nice. Okay, that was pretty good. Hannah, you want to do one? Sure. Okay, Louisiana Legs. I think there's a typo in that one, which I managed to read over each week and never correct. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to try to do it in an accent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking try to, you know, try to do it in my native Boston accent, um, which I, I don't ah, have, but that that's where I'm from. Okay. But that accent is, no. Um, which one would you like to try next? <laughs> so... The last, uh, the last of these happy hour is brought to us today by Louisiana Legs Workout and Yoga Clothes with, de- with designs that incorporate photographic art like Mardi Gras beads, boiled crawfish, wrought iron from France, and caves in China. You can find Louisiana Legs on Facebook and Instagram, and you can buy Louisiana Legs on Etsy. Pretty good. Was there a typo in there? That you yes, to- there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is. Where is it somewhere? Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebooker. So this is funny because I have yeah. accidentally spent a decent amount of time today reading um, radio spots. I was on OZ earlier to talk about a sh- an upcoming show. And while we were there, they had us do a, an OZ ID spot. And then I ended up doing an extra one for an upcoming thing. So I have now spent like... Wow. This is a big day. A good, a good, a, a strangely large chunk of my day reading things <laughs> for 
for radio. auditory consumption, which makes me feel like I, I, doing it makes me feel like I've forgotten how to, how to say words. Like you try to read something knowing that people are going to listen to it. And anyway, so that's. You have yeah. a nice voice too. Thank you. Don't you think, guys? Yeah. I uh, totally agree. Yeah. I can't take much credit for it. It's kind of, you know, it just well, is. just the way it is. Yeah. Hey, so we should talk about that gig that sure. you've got coming up. First of all, thank you, too, to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to be a part of the Happy Hour family, you can go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can be a part of our Happy Hour family. And there's all kinds of benefits for that, which you can find out from being, including being on the show, actually. For a dollar. It's a pretty good deal. A, a dollar. A as dollar. They, as they say How do you say it? Dollar. A do, a do, how dollar. do you say that? Dollar. Dollar. Yeah. Like put it way up in your nose. Dollar. 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 Well, that's a tough accent to get. Okay, so this gig that you've got coming up is this coming Sunday, right? It is. I know all about it. And it's at the Preservation Hall. It's at Preservation Hall. Um, so close to Pat O'Brien's. Very actually. close. They share a wall. I often <laughs> apologize to the staff at Pres Hall for if they can hear me through the wall. <laughs> can they? Um, oh, so wow. the gig on Sunday, um, it's it's something that I've been the music director for, um, and that's that's the capacity that I'm I'm sort of excited about it in. Um, somebody named uh, Monique Pyle, who works for Positive Vibrations Foundation, she had this idea this year. Speaking of you know sort of visionary thinking, for Bayou to carve out some space on one stage for an afternoon slash evening for all <coughs> women, not. Not a common thing. Right. Um, so all she, women music. Yep. Yeah. So she she looped in uh, two local women who are both uh, both musicians, at least part time, named Daria Zurich and Catherine Rose Wood, who then looped in me and a woman named Ashley Chabancare, who has been my friend and counterpart in a lot of a lot of projects over the years. Um, and Ashley and I were then asked to sort of music direct and curate this. Um, and what we came up with was one having a set by the Panettes Brass Band, who is a local band that is all women, but the other set was um, a band that we invented for this purpose. Now, you know, this, this didn't exist. Um, so this was a, it's a lot of work. Um, but we ended up with 16-woman band. 16? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I said. Um, although not, not everyone on stage at the same time, because six of them are songwriters who are contributing songs to it. So they kind of switch in and out, although they sometimes do backing vocals for each other. So it's this band playing songs by six different women. So it's this 90-minute, just ridiculously badass set that we put together and then it got rained out so hard on the Friday of Bayou Boogaloo you may remember that there was a, was a giant oh, wow. seeming, yeah, through, seeming yeah, a mini yeah, sort right. of tornado or something and right. I live very close to the Bayou I'm, you know, I'm in Mid-City and, and so you know I was flooded into the house for a number of hours just sort of going progressively crazier and eating all the snacks I could get my hands on um, so it was a hot mess Anyways, so because that didn't happen after this just ridiculous amount of work, I mean, there had been something like 10 rehearsals up to that point. Not, you know, not everybody all together, but, you know, horn section, this and that. Wow. I'd met with different people and individually. there's 16 people in the band, and they're all original songs. They're all original songs by these six wow. different songwriters, okay. um, including actually someone who I mentioned before, Amy Trail, who works at Pat O'Brien's with me. She's a fabulous songwriter. So she's one of the featured songwriters as well. Um, so we decided then to mount the show at Preservation Hall. Now, Ashley, who I mentioned as my co-director, my co-music director, she works at Preservation Hall. She's their uh, uh, foundation, the Pres Hall Foundation Director of Programming. She's an amazing, amazing, badass powerhouse of a human being. Um, anyway, so she was able to wrangle it so that we can mount this show uh, this Sunday. So I'm just excited for it to... Okay, so that's in case you're listening to this, and it's... What date will it be? Sunday the... 10th. 
the 10th of June, mm -hmm. 2018. That's the, that, that is, is, yes. Okay, so <coughs> what time is it? It's a, it's a daytime. Okay. 1 p.m. It's 1 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. So even if you hung over. Even if you're hungover, you yes. You could go to Paddo's. Is Paddo's open at 1 p.m.? I'm sure it is. It is when they have not... I mean, normally it is not. They have nighttime shows, which is why they can do special special shows during the daytime, which they do sometimes, depending on, you know... But is the do bar open? If you want to get a drink at there's Pat O'Brien's? Well, I mean, Pat O'Brien's is always open. Yeah, but not the piano. Yeah, no, uh, on Sunday, it? yes, it will be. Um, and uh, Can you take drinks into Preservation Hall? You can, you can bring stuff in, maybe only in closed containers. I don't, I'm wary of giving advice about Press Hall that may, may or may not be true. Um, I do know that it's very kid-friendly, though. So, and, you know, obviously, this project grew out of a lot of discussions around representation. And, you know, like, why would a festival carve out space for women to be, you know, all women on one stage for an afternoon and evening? I mean, that's, you know, that has to do with sort of, you know, what, what people see on a stage. And we had a lot of discussions about representation and, you know, sort of curating this in a way and, you know, making sure that the band... Contains a lot of a lot of diversity in a lot of different senses of the word. You know, women ranging from their 20s to their 50s, and, and all this stuff. So, so you're the music director. You were the co-music director. Probably. Yes. So I ended up handling more of the music directing, and Ashley ended up handling more of the the, the sort of technical specs. Um, what's the wrangling being like? Have they been? Everyone just goes along with your ideas. Are you arranging all this stuff as well? Um. Yes, people have gone along with my ideas partly because it's 16 people. It's because well, because it was not sort of run as a Democracy. Um, it right. was. So it was very much done as like. Well, yeah. This is what we need to do. We have, you know, the songwriters are, are presenting the songs. The forms are usually kind of left up to them. Um, and then it's been, you know, just we need to learn this material, and that's, you know. Did anybody film any of this? The rehearsals. rehearsals? I mean, little snippets here and there. That'd be pretty fascinating. I would think. I've got a few. I tried to. I'm really bad about sort of social media stuff. I tried to get a couple. Um, it's been it's been enormously fun. These are all women who are. Just phenomenal, so awesome people. And I, I've liked seeing the connections grow. You know, people who didn't know each other before, now they do. So the um, name of the band is No Babe. Mm -hmm. Who Which, came up with that? Um, a marketing person. Some guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some gal. In one of the early meetings, I don't remember exactly who said it. Um, I think it okay. might have been Ashley. Um, it stands for New Orleans Badass Bitch Experience, if we're being totally honest. Ah. But, but that part we don't publicize all the time. Don't we? No, not necessarily. I can imagine you can't put it on right. all the posters. But I'm saying it here. We could totally put it on the show if we wanted to give... Because we New have, to come, up with, we have to come up with a name for this show every week. Today? Yeah, for today's episode. <laughs> what if we called this New Orleans Badass Bitch Experience? I mean... <laughs> How could we go wrong with that? As long as nobody sues us, you're not going to sue us, right? Who owns that name? Um, and two guys. <laughs> and two. Hey, you guys can be badass bitches. I right. love it. You, you carry on. You got um, the spirit of it. So. Yeah. Badass um, bitch experience. Like yeah. So I mean, the, the other okay. sort of hidden hidden meaning, or not as not as obvious meaning, is no babe in the sense of a lot of times women on a stage are there in some pretty tightly prescribed roles. They're there to sing. They're there often to be sort of. So an eye candy type yep, roll, you mean? Right. Yep. Um, all of which, Shake you know, can take an enormous amount. I mean, playing the tambourine is underratedly, incredibly difficult. Um, but the idea that you know we're, we're this is not you know no babes. This is not sort of that. This is a band of you know we've been referring to it as a band of awesome musicians who all happen to be women. Um, and again, you know, with representation for young. I mean, either, you know, for young girls or for women to kind of see themselves reflected on a stage, that's super valuable. Yeah. Or for, you know, for men, for, for young boys to see, you know, an image 
of people playing music that may not be exactly what's in their head because, you know, if, if you've got a bunch of, say, young male musicians and they see this and all of a sudden it's helping to shift sort of exactly, you know, what they think of when they think about musicians and maybe next time they need a bass player they'll call Jessica Wright instead of, you know... So, George you know, Porter. Okay, so... Well, I mean, if you call George what, Porter, no one can that, fault you for that, <laughs> let's be fair. One o'clock on Sunday, the something or other, 10th, the 10th of June. 10th this weekend. And... How long is this gig? If I get there at 1 o'clock, how long have I got to get in there? It's 90 minutes. Sure. It's going to be a 90 minute. We're going to do it just in one set. So I've got to get there between 1 and 3.30. 2.30. Oh, is that right? Is, mm-hmm. that, two, is that 90 minutes? Yeah. Shit, I need to go back to school. <laughs> so it's <laughs> 1 to 2.30. That's a pretty tight window. But how many people can fit in that preservation hall? Not that many. About 17. <laughs> Uh, no, so no, I was saying 17. Like, 17. like the band it is. No, <laughs> it's, it's very small. I think it's about 100 capacity. Yeah, Again, I don't tiny. remember the exact. I mean, if um, there's no seating or anything, then you're. Yeah, I mean, they, have, they, usually, have some, they usually have some benches. I think they're kind of doing it where there's the usual some benches, some cushions on the floor. Um, we've been talking about, I think we're going to have the horn players in a corner behind the piano. Because yeah, it's pretty tight on the stage. Oh, it's extremely too. tight. I know they've had 16. more people than that for some of their midnight preserve shows right. that they do during Jazz Fest, where they have the midnight shows with you know, tons and tons of special guests. Hey, what does it cost to get into this No Babe show? Uh, I know the advance tickets you can get for 15 You'd have to go to preservationhall.com.org. Oh, my God, I should know that. Um, or you can find it on Facebook. But yeah, there's different levels of tickets. I think, again, maybe having to do with general seating or standing room or what have you. Um, but I know the advanced tickets are discounted. So okay. get them while they're hot. All right. It sounds like it's going to be worthwhile. What's interesting, too, is that all these things that you do, you're a musician and you play at Pat O'Brien's. And, mm-hmm. and you're also the tw- tw- 2015 City Business Woman of the Year. Wow. Look at this. It's on my information sheet right here. It's true. What the? <laughs> what is that? How did that happen? Well, City Business is a magazine. That's a great publication. Okay. Yeah, I picked that up all the time. Yeah, all they right. have a lot of, and they do so a lot. So how of, did you get to be Woman of the Year? Well, I was one of. I mean, you know, they have a, a cohort every year. Um, well, suppose there were ten, even, or twenty, even, which I'm sure there are not. How do you even get to be one of them? What business are you in? Well, I, uh, I was in some ways a very odd fit, but someone nominated me, um, partly with the thought of gaining visibility for the work I do. Uh, I work, I guess, on a pro bono basis by day with a nonprofit, which is what my master's thesis sort of turned into, which is, it deals with all the ways that law and policy impact music and culture. So that deals a lot with the cultural economy, which is a lot of, you know, cultural businesses and musicians as small business people, and that's the element that was emphasized for city business. So that's but, how you got to, because but you... But in some ways, that was a very, very unusual candidate, um, which, you know, maybe why they... We're intrigued by it. That's because you're the program coordinator for the Music and Culture Coalition Correct. of New Orleans, MACNO, which was Kermit Ruffins' thing. Did he start <laughs> it, or was it... No. No. He called a meeting in 2012, um, and then meetings then continued to happen every week at the same, every Wednesday at noon, and MACNO eventually grew out of that. So he was, in some ways, the, the spark that lit the fire. Um, but no, Talking he, of blunt rap. <laughs> Kermit Ruffins is fantastic. I have always loved and appreciated him. Well, he pulled all this thing together in the beginning. It was his. He called a meeting because people were really angry. It seemed like there was a crackdown on, on live music. People really didn't know what to do. And so it was 100 and some people showed up to right. the bar that he used to own on Basin Street and sort of yelled for an hour. And then, but then came back the next Wednesday and there was a sense of, well, there's a lot of potential energy in this room. What can we do to capture it? And then I stood up at one point and said, hi, I'm a grad student. I'm studying music and law, which is true at the time. That's what I was going to write my thesis about. You know, I want everyone to know my name and face because I'll hopefully be emailing you all for interviews. And someone in the back of the room said, do you want to lead these meetings? 
<laughs> and I said, "Let her teach you to stand up." Yes, seriously. In a meeting. And five, almost five, going on six years later, um, my life is unimaginably different, and we've become sort of this. So you're the person behind all these emails and press releases and things that that Matt now puts out, which is prodigious. There's a um, lot of stuff. Going. That's actually that's that's our executive director, Ethan Ellistad. Um, he's usually the one actually writing them, but I mean we're a staff of three, so we're all you know generating that content. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. And yeah. thanks on behalf that of everybody totally keeping awesome. the music alive because that was. Thank that you. was a sort of a fucked up situation, if you don't mind me saying. So that there's been several of those. Yeah, yeah. and that was strange. That was the Landrieu administration when he first came in. Remember, mm-hmm. it was one of the first things he did was try and stop live music on Bourbon Street or on the street in the French Quarter. That's yeah. We've, and we've gone, we've gone a number of rounds on yeah. street performing. Unfortunately, it's a it's a tough. It's a very, street performers are legally very vulnerable. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation about you know what you're allowed to do. So it's. It's a, it's a continuing process with, right. you know, all that, so. Hmm. Sophie, yes? Yes. You going to say something? No. So, Shane, what's it like going to work with your family every day before we get Ooh. out of here? It's fun. It is? <laughs> we, is it we have, Well, we, is have, we have eight family members. It's uh, eight. There's it's a lot of personalities, of but... How um, did you get to be the president and CEO? Did you have to arm wrestle the other seven guys? No, it's... It's been a it's been a long process, but my dad, his siblings, they've been uh, working there for 30 to 40 years, and I think it just became a, a point where they said, you know, the next generation is coming in, and we are, and let's let's do this now and uh, try and figure it out. And that way, they're still working in the business while essentially we're being groomed, right. me and my two cousins, to um, to work the business at their level for years so to come. So. What are your other two cousins? What are their titles? Well, I have um, my cousin Brett. He runs our logistics, our operations center, um, inventory, and um, and then his younger brother, who who came on just a, two or three years ago, uh, he works in logistics. So okay, they're they're so, handling the operations side of things, which is extremely important to our are business. You, are you their boss? Yes, um, hmm. but we. No, but we, we really do see eye to eye on a lot of things, and, and we talk. And if we have any kind of conflicts, we, we really try to resolve them quickly. And, uh, but you're the boss. Solution. You're the president yeah, and CEO. Yes. Okay. And yeah. who else? So that's three of you. What about the other? Well, the others are all Everybody else is, uh, yeah, from the third generation. Right. So I'm, I'm, we're fourth generation. Now, you own Betting Plus as well, right? Cause yeah, that we guy, do. Yeah. That guy's on TV. Who was that? that My was, brother. That's your brother? Yeah. What's his name? What? Troy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the guy on betting plus. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he runs that division of it. That's right. He and my dad. Yep. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> it's a lot of family yeah. members. Yeah. No, but it's it's a nice business. I mean, it's something that we've had for a long time, and and uh, we work hard every day, and uh, it's we're passionate about it. So, What's the competition and you have to be. like? Is it competitive? Oh, of course. It's. Who are you up against? Who are your competitors? Oh, anybody from Amazon to oh, yeah. Harwood Spence. <laughs> well, Amazon are people you know? buying furniture? Yeah, they are. But buying, um, you buy a couch on Amazon. People but you know, buy everything on Amazon. Everything, I know, but would you really everything. buy a couch that you're going to have to? Don't you want to sit on it and see if it's yeah, comfortable well, before? Yeah, where, where we're a little bit different is you are going to be handheld from start to finish. We're going to come to your house. We're going to pick out colors, whether it's leather or fabric or a certain size or dimension for a bedroom set or a living room or something or curtains even. Um, but we kind of take the reins and say, okay, we're, you guide us 
and, and or we're going to guide you, but you show us what you like, what so you're interested in. this is all part of buying. So instead of, I, don't, I don't just yeah, go to the it's store. Very custom, it's very customized. Everything we wow. do is very, like 85% of our business is very customized. So wow. it's not so just going go, in and picking out a just, sofa and like, wow. hey, I'll take one, you know, I'll, or give me two of them. And I got one in the back, you know. It's not <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, well, my living room is a certain size, and I can only fit so many things. So right, there's certain requirements. Out, and then, yeah. um, so it's about the scale. It's about color. It's about comfort. So someone will actually, I go into door furniture, mm -hmm. and I talk to a salesperson on the floor. And I say, the, what I would say, which is I have this stupid-sized room. It's too small. And there the couches as I've been through this right. already. And the couch, I can't find a couch that's small enough to go in there. Someone will come to my house then? Yeah, and then we'll find a manufacturer to what? Uh, build something for you. Yeah. For real? Mm -hmm. Right and in I, North and Carolina. And I don't have to be super wealthy? No. No, you don't. No, that's why that's we try to fit crazy. from somebody who's just getting started um, with their career or having a family or whether it's somebody that's you know, an empty nester now, and they're like, ah, the furniture's all been destroyed because <laughs> right. the kids and the dogs and everybody's gone now. Let's buy something new and start over. So, yeah, all ages, all income levels. You know, I mean, we're, I think we are the last uh, family-run furniture business in the city of New Orleans, you know, because yeah, our competitor moved that. to Metairie a Come couple of years ago, so, or Mint. So, um you know, we pride ourselves on having high quality, mm -hmm. really high quality goods, but that at all levels. And does the salesperson who I'm talking to actually that very person come to my house? Yes. So how does that work? Day if I go to find your sales guy, well, we, have, I go we to have a certain there. set of rules. You know, you, you first have to come to the store. We have to meet you at the store because yeah. we want you to see what we have, and then get an idea, right. and take notes, and get it all down, and then. We step out, we go to your house, and then we start the planning process. But if I'm the sales guy and I'm working for you, mm -hmm. then I go to work in the morning, at 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever, and yeah. I'm hanging out, then I could just at some point be told to get in the car and go over to if you're Sophie gonna, Lafayette's if, if you're apartment. Gonna go to, if you're going to go to all the way to Destin, Florida even. <laughs> really? Is that yeah, we've, Our furthest customer away has now been um, uh, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. We've gone to Baltimore, and you know really? the, the lady lives not too far from here, and her daughter was going to school, but she was furnishing an, an entire house. Okay, and well, so that might we, be worth the trip to Baltimore, I suppose. Yeah, it is. But otherwise, if I'm a sales guy who works for you, yeah. I can find myself in the car and going over to Sophie Lafayette's apartment. Absolutely. What an interesting gig. I had no idea. Yeah. That's pretty uncommon, I would say. It, it, it is, but... Um, Most people who work in stores, I wouldn't want them in my house. Yeah, but when you have when you have a staff that's average ten to fifteen years, you you build such a rapport with customers and, right. and, and people that kind of follow you through the years, and so it's fun. It's yeah, good. That's cool. That's that's, that's who we are. That's who we are. Yeah. So, that's that's really an experience. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for telling us all about that because now we know where to go. Door furniture. Thank you. In the Marini. In the Marini. Where exactly is it? Off just off of Frenchman Street. Nine, Nine fourteen Elysian Fields. And so the uh -huh. back of our store is on Frenchman Street. All right, handy. Yeah. All right. If you need any furniture for your little drop-in pad <laughs> up there. I, I don't, um, but I actually am in the process of furnishing my house. Um, slowly, are you serious? Slowly but surely. There it is. I can hook you up. Do, do you know today. a guy? Do you know a guy? I can hook you up. Yeah. I can sure I can get you a discount. I have well. a customer at this <laughs> table. That's <laughs> all been worth it. Oh, I'm, I'm mentally going through my house and thinking, like, oh, what can I ask Shane about once we turn off the microphone? It's like, yeah. oh, I need that, I need this, I need that. Yeah, no, I've lived, in, really I've lived in my house for about six years, and I've owned it for a year and a half, but I'm only just starting to make it mine. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it can be really weird because you don't know what to buy, and it's some of the stuff that you like. It's too expensive. 
You know, I, listen, if you found I, I should have brought this you. up earlier, and, and forgive me, but I know we're out of time. But uh, we've been working with the Musicians Clinic for uh, yeah. about two years now, supplying mattresses for musicians in, well, the surrounding area. So if somebody oh, is cool. with the Musicians Clinic and they truly need a mattress, and uh, they have to go through a process, but we give them a mattress. We deliver it and set it up and everything for them. Because musicians have... You give it to them for they, free. They, yeah. Yeah, and they've got... Do you have to be, like, competent at playing the guitar or can you just... You know, the, the musician's clinic goes through the whole you process. Through, you have to be part of the clinic. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. Point. And then they, they send us and say, you know, this person really does need a new mattress. They work six, seven nights a week. They've got a family, but, you know, they need a mattress. They need some a good night's sleep. So, Hannah, are you paying attention to this? Oh, I'm, I'm writing to the people <laughs> that need to know about this right now. <laughs> That's a great service, and you do that for free. Yeah, and it's More through WWOZ. That's cool. And uh, the Musician's Clinic, right. yeah. And we've done it wow. now for two years, and um, we're continuing it. It's, it's, been a, it's been a process, but it's been wonderful because we've helped out a lot of people. People. And you must be able to get into a lot of gigs for free out of that, too. No, we don't ask for anything in return. You but don't ask to get on the list for these various people no, getting no. a good night's rest on a door furniture mattress? No, no not at all. It's just, it's just fun to uh, be a part of uh, the New Orleans experience and take care of our own. You know, it's that taking care really of people cool. that are in your backyard. Yeah, okay. So. Well, cool. Thanks for joining us, Shane. Thank you. Appreciate That's it. Shane Mutter from Door Furniture. Sophie Love here from Tanzania. Now <laughs> from, Tanzania. from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Auckland, Tanzania, Scotland. And Hannah Krieger Benson from God Only Knows What in the New Orleans Badass Bitch Experience, 2015's City Business Woman of the Year, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't even got to. And the piano player at Pat O'Brien's. Yes. So there's a lot of ways to get to see you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's been Happy Hour. For yet another week, the producer of our show is Graham DePonte, and our associate producer is Alison Moon. Christian Unruh is our music director, and Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asha Griffith is the Facebook live feed director. Look at that moustache. I really like that look. <laughs> we put this Asher. whole show on Facebook. Our fact checker and social media consultant is new, normally Andrew Searock Searock, but he's absent today. Our theme music was written by and is currently being paid, played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. We can find many other shows that we've recorded previously, also called Happy Hour, along with some other shows we make here. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats, with Poppy Tooker, and also our award-winning podcast about death, which is called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at It's a Katie. I'm not kidding about that Death the Podcast. It really is award-winning. Good. Check it. It's good, like isn't it? it? Yeah. It's really interesting. Anyway, you can find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la and you can get up with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. Those photos are taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more photos and info about Jill at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you've got one, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours of Production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be back here next week. Right now, he's somewhere in America. I think he's in Texas tonight. His new album is called False River. You can find it on Spotify or anywhere else you actually steal or buy music. So thank you for joining us. I am Grant Morris. I'll be back here next week for more Happy Hour.